bam straight let's, into movie. Let's go bam straight into movie. And cool. And um, here, um, don't breathe into the mic too much. Oh yeah, my bad. Kind of woofed. Uh, yeah. You know, that makes for good podcasting, right? Yep. Uh, All right. So. up to it. Welcome to Monsters Conquer the World. Oh yeah, my bad. I wrote it back. Welcome to Monsters Conquer the World. I'm Matt Ferret. And I'm Ralph. And we just saw Godzilla, King of the Monsters. And we have some thoughts. We do, we do have one to two thoughts. This will be an extremely short episode, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, Godzilla was in it, and, and that's all you need to know. Uh, why would Pod, you need over. to know anything else? We did it. Okay, bye. Be sure to subscribe to our Patreon. Intro complete <laughs> and scene. Yes. So I just right off the top before we even start with the movie, I just wanted to say in the last episode, I mentioned Hercules in New York being yes. dubbed, and I. F- like went searching for these and I had a really hard time finding the dubbed version. Oh, I, yeah. It's, so it's Arnold's voice now. They like, they recorded Arnold's voice in the first place. And then, uh, I guess recently they just, uh, like left, left it. Like they did, what? they took out the dub. Yeah. So, That's cheating. Well, yeah, but it, it is like a different accent that he used to use. Oh, sure. Back way back. Yeah, like they, you can tell they like modified to make it like slightly more American, but just enough that it's still like okay. Well, this is this dude's not from here, you know. Right, he's an Austrian dude still, but it's not as weird. Yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to say if you start looking for this (laughs) and you just find like versions with Arnold's voice, it's I'm not crazy. Like you just have to look harder. Like it's still there. You just wanted to establish that you haven't lost your mind. Uh, yeah. This is a this is a Mandela effect, a Berenstain Bears oh, situation. No, Ralph, you're from a parallel universe. Start. You remember a different version of the film. Don't not until we do our conspiracy <laughs> podcast and we'll, I'll I'm positive I'm going to bring up Hercules in New York when we do that. The a sneak preview. Yeah. And a huge thank you to our very first Patreon. Patreon, or are they just patrons? They're patrons on Patreon. On Patreon. Yeah. Okay. That's the best way to say it. A huge thank you to our patrons, Riccio and Shelly. Yeah. Uh, Shelly, I don't know who you are. I guess you follow the blog or something. but I think Shelly has popped into the Discord yeah. a I little know, bit. I know Riccio. We've... Uh... Ricky was old. Yeah, man. He's, he's been around since the very beginning. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, we love you guys. It's thank you so much. It's, it's incredibly yeah. amazing. I cannot overstate how much that means to us. Yes. Uh, so you want to get into the episode? 
Let's. Okay. I'm going to let you just like go off on like what you thought. Cause you've seen it twice. I have seen it twice. And I, I like to think that now that it's been a couple days since that initial viewing, kind of the new Godzilla smell has worn off. There's the stars aren't quite in my eyes as much anymore. I can give a really honest and level-headed opinion on this movie. And that is that it's a dream come true and we can stop making movies now because they made the best one. This is a, that's my very reasoned and thoughtful uh, response to the film. It's flawless and I'm going to watch it every day until I die. This is your detective Pikachu. It, it, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? Okay. Uh, humorous exaggeration aside, the movie does have one or two problems. <laughs> Unlike Detective Pikachu, which is uh, known to be an airtight film in the same vein as like Tremors, where yep. it's not it's not the the biggest best movie in the world. It's just it is that script is airtight. There are no holes in it. Every mm-hmm. scene serves a purpose yeah. and moves the story forward. Mm-hmm. Godzilla King of the Monsters does have an issue or two. I'll- I'll be going off. I I do love this movie. I think it was really cool, but I'm gonna go off on like a couple things. The my need to it's gonna set off my oh yeah my things that I right. you know. Okay, sorry. Oh no, I was I was just gonna say my my knee jerk reaction because you know uh, the buzz is that you know Rotten Tomatoes came out and I think it's sitting at like a forty or fifty percent, and so but like their critique was what too many monsters and that the the human story was uh weak oh which... okay <laughs> having seen that. the film that's uh maybe not completely unfair i think it does kind of miss the point of the movie yeah. which we've been we were discussing it before we started recording a little bit and mm-hmm. uh independence day comes up a lot and I think that is a a pretty good yardstick to set your expectations by. So if you're in the mood for something like Independence Day, <laughs> you are going to settle into this movie and do just fine. Yeah, it's got that vibe. And it's... it's in good ways and less good ways. Right. I mean, Independence Day... Independence Day was a better movie. I'm gonna say, but and I, I, I want, I want to say, oh, agree to disagree. Ha ha ha! This is a Godzilla film we're talking about. Yeah, but we've been talking about it, and I'm not. I can forgive a lot and meet a movie halfway a lot, but there's a, there are a couple things where I'm like, oh yeah, that they, they kind of beefed, you know, X or Y, right. But it doesn't change the fact that this movie does so right by the monsters, and I've been hangry for that for so long that I I do I, I sit there watching the movie and I do forgive those kind of goofs and beefs with the human story because I'm just like yeah. Mothra's here and they they just fucking did it. She's here and she's perfect and she's beautiful. And when she's on screen, my face hurts from smiling because I'm so glad she's there. Yeah, Mothra's always great to see. And um, Godzilla, like... uh, Okay, I'll just tell you this very personal thing that happens to me when I watch movies. Um, If there is a big hero 
who like falls, you know, like it happens all the time. They just like, uh, they, they can't get up for a while and they need help from other people or whatever. And they're out of the game for a long time. And then they make a big, like dramatic reappearance. Like I always tear up a little bit. It's an extremely powerful trope. And it's not like I'm sitting here like sad or even like all that elated, but there's just something about the like relief that I feel when like for like one second, you don't have to worry about anything. You're like, okay, he's here. I know it's okay. He's back. Yeah. He's gonna fuck this uh, Ghidra up. I don't know. That was just, that was something like I really liked about this movie is there's like, three of those yeah yep you get that a lot (laughs) it it does so right by the monsters it delivers such a good story for the monsters and it's just like i can i can overlook the i you know what there there are little issues with the human story it's it's not like the greatest story ever told but i i never sat there and was like "Mm, i don't like this the end result I'm still really happy with, and the, the I'll, I'll say this, the reception has colored my expectations for the movie, Oh, and maybe that's why I'm so forgiving of the human story, because I went in, you know, you're hearing all this stuff about, like, oh, the humans were bad, the, the, the act, the, a lot of times they'll say, the, oh, the acting was bad, and yeah. I don't know that the acting was bad, I think it was more that what they had to work with was, you know, goofy monster movie dialogue. Yeah, well, there's that, and I think it's a combination. Like, uh, when I was younger, I used to get really mad at people um, in these big green screen movies for acting terribly. And then you start, you know, seeing more behind-the-scenes footage of, like, just what it's like to act uh, to, to nothing. Like, you can't see the monster, and you can't see anything. It's like... I kind of feel for them more because if you're even one iota less than one of the best actors in the world, like you're not going to be able to really deliver. Like uh, I always think of star Wars, like um, you know, the pure CGI prequels where it's like you and McGregor did phenomenal. Yeah. No one else did. No. Like, but you and McGregor is like, gonna be a legend like when he go when he dies or whatever like we're gonna be like oh ewan mcgregor was so great you know he was in train spotting and we're not gonna do that for hayden christensen no or well you know natalie Natalie portman Portman turned around will be yeah she's she's a good actor yeah she's she is good and she's also she also has moments where i I like roll my eyes at her where like that you know that was terrible (laughs) A couple times in like V for Vendetta or whatever. Right. Oh boy. It's been a minute since I've seen that one. <laughs> yeah. So so are you landing in the acting is bad camp no. for this? Actually I'm not. Okay. I'm just explaining my thoughts on like green screen and, well, and yeah, how sir, difficult it is. Did you see um <laughs> during the filming of the Hobbit movies, uh, Sir Ian McKellen like broke down crying one day <laughs> on set because he's just in a fucking green box all day and he's oh. like I'm an actor. I'm supposed to have, you know, co-stars. What, what is that. this? And it's it's heartbreaking to see because it's Gandalf. It's Sir Ian McKellen. He's one of the greatest living actors. Right. And 
and he's he's all these iconic characters and he just it, yeah the green screen stuff was crushing after yeah. a while and he he still killed it in those movies but yeah. because he's one of the best of all time he's a pro yeah yeah he's he's just killing it yeah i know people like complained about elijah wood and stuff too but it's like oh really i i seem Frodo? to remember people yeah i seem to remember people complaining because he was always just like this wide-eyed uh, character just like gawking and everything around him but it's like it's one of those complaints where it's like that's what he's supposed to do right he's a he has a type he plays a type yeah but to bring it back around to Godzilla I don't fall into the cap where the or camp where the acting was bad cool I think it's just fine yeah and um, considering what it is and the 11 I the, was really good she she isn't she wonderful yeah those that whole that whole cast of kids from stranger things are dynamite i love seeing them pop up and stuff one of them was in it yeah the, yeah he was great the, yeah, the, the no teeth kid yeah i was trying i was i was <laughs> like i remember that a stranger things kid was in there but i couldn't yeah remember which one i kind of had my lines crossed the no they, teeth kid <laughs> 11 and the no teeth kid yep yeah got it got it in one yeah what did you think of the acting though i I I think they sold it. I I liked the human story as like kind of wonky as it sometimes was. I was I was actually just look before we started. I was just looking at a review that specifically called out. We're fully in spoiler territory, right? We're we're are we? We're up in them spoiler guts now. I did I spoil something and not no. Know? I uh, I guess I'm just excited to talk might, about a spoiler. Well, save it for a couple more minutes. And, Let's and then, yeah, we'll like, table. There's got to be something else we can talk about. There sure is. Oh, well, I was just getting what I, I was going to get to a specific example of the other performances that I thought were were pretty solid. But that that mm. that specific example I was thinking of would take us into spoiler country. So maybe we should just spoil this whole thing. That's kind of what I was thinking. Do you we, could, just... we could just tear the lid off this thing and go bananas. Okay. So we'll do a warning. Let's do a big old spoiler warning. Right. So we'll give you 10 seconds. Yeah. Just get out of here. You got to go. You got to go see this movie. Yeah. Pause it. Stop it. Don't listen to it at all. Like most people in the world. Come back when... Watch this thing. You watch. Go see for yourself. If and now, if you're listening to this, you will enjoy your time at the theater. Yes, you. It'll be fun. You will have a good time. And we filled enough space that people should be gone now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you haven't turned it off yet, this is your own fault, not so, ours. Finish your thought. Okay. So, vis a vis the acting, uh, I thought Vera Farmiga did a great job. I was looking at a review that was like, her character made no sense. Like, why, what, she's evil all of a sudden and, like, wants to kill the world? And it's like, everybody just got done being so hyped about Thanos, who his whole thing was, I'm going to kill the whole universe. And we're like, wow, what a a deep and interesting character. How compelling. I'm not gonna, like, I didn't watch all the Avengers movies, as you know, but, like, I'm not gonna go off on them. I just, like... If you liked the Avengers and you hate Godzilla movies, then I don't know. I can't even talk to you. Your <laughs> your tastes are very confusing to yeah. me. Okay, but anyway, go ahead. But I I really thought she did a great job as I don't know. She, her performance was just super solid. Her interactions with um her husband Mark Russell, who was played by Kyle Chandler, mm-hmm. um who I 
think was in Friday Night Lights. I think that's kind of his big, yeah, his big sort of claim to fame. But her interactions with him were great. Seeing her react to how her plan was crumbling around her and dealing with Tywin Lannister, whose real name escapes me, but he's a great add Who to the he? cast. The her oh, oh. the the British eco terrorist. I think of him as the villain in Last Action Hero. Yes. And that and, is also um, true. And the Golden Child. I've never seen the Golden Child with Eddie seen Murphy, right? The Golden Child. I know I'm I need to. Positive that it has not aged well. <laughs> but like just see it. Yeah. It's a piece of Eddie Murphy history. Ephemera. And we're maybe. running out of comedians that we can like oh boy they drop like flies don't they (laughs) um some of that stuff ages like milk the other performance i i wanted to give uh tip of the hat to is uh ken watanabe playing dr sarazawa he just has this it doesn't fucking matter what he's saying he just has this natural gravitas like Mm -hmm. when he's in a room it's like oh shit things are very serious now like it just it he his presence instantly draws me in and I was sad to see him exit the franchise. As we uh, spoke about in the theater immediately after because it pissed me off so much, (laughs) I hated that he, um, he, he was the one who does the big, I'm going to sacrifice myself for the greater good. And I, not because it's out of his character. I think it's perfectly within his character to offer himself up in that way because, like, that's what a good person would do. But, like, I hated the main character <laughs> so much and thought he was just the flattest, most... And I just kept saying, like, to myself, why are you here? Like, you were a wildlife photographer. I know that you helped build a machine, but you walk into this um into this position where you're just like calling the shots where like um what is their name uh the company what is the company oh monarch monarch yeah he just walks into monarch and he's like not only commanding the people at monarch but he's commanding the fucking US army and he's like <laughs> hey we need to do this and that we need to put a nuke here and, then, and right. no one's like hey dude like are you qualified for anything? Like if you applied at target tomorrow, would they hire you or would they, you know, like what can you do (laughs) besides take pictures? We don't have any proof of anything. They, they did a not great job of establishing (laughs) why he would be there. Right. There's, you sort of explain that. Well, there's, there's like one line of dialogue where they, they, they established like what well, you touched on it. They established that he helped build the Orca. And I, I don't know if there were lines of dialogue about this. I inferred that, uh, he and Emma worked for Monarch prior to 2014. Okay. I thought, but it was, I watched kinda, it twice. It was, if yeah. there is even a line at all, it was clearly to blink or you miss it because yeah, it just seems like, Dude, bro, just shows up and starts. I'm gonna yeah. tell Sarah Zao what to do. I'm gonna tell right. the Navy what to do, and it just like 
And I, it goes to it. It goes to show how swept up I was in the monster fantasy that on my first right. viewing, that thought never fucking crossed my mind. I'm like, he's here. Okay, he's got good yeah. ideas. I like that. Let's keep <laughs> let's keep moving because I want to see Rodan. And I think that. I only like really started thinking about that because I hated him so much that I started really analyzing like why is this guy here at all? Doing that and I'm deep just like dive. yeah, like within myself just trying to eliminate any reason for him to be here. Uh, but uh legitimately like when uh Ken Watanabe um sacrifices himself, I thought it just would be better from a story standpoint if the main character did It would have been a cool it would have been a it it would have wrapped up his arc perfectly. He yeah. would be one hundred percent be making peace with the thing that ruined right. his life because they they established early on yeah. that in the twenty fourteen movie his son was killed uh, essentially by Godzilla and that yeah that would have it would have paid off. Sarazao has this wonderful speech about mm-hmm. uh, healing our wounds and moving on and it would have just tied all that up in a perfect bow mm-hmm. and. When we do watch 2014, watch watch for the uh, character choice that is bad. And if you just flipped it, <laughs> it would be a better movie. Because there's one of those in, in 2014 oh, also. God damn it. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that was just really glaring to me. Because it's like, oh, I killed my son. And like, I f- forgive it in a way. Like, please save humanity. And yeah. I'm going to sacrifice myself to make sure that humanity. But it's just like, oh, well, no. And and then hit, the mom could have had her redemption arc and pretty much tied up everything that he was involved in for the rest of the movie. Like, he wasn't useful for the rest of the movie. Right. And it's not like one of those things where they get back together or something like that. He's no. just there the rest of the movie. So it's like, get rid of him and let Ken Watanabe keep his notes because he knows everything that's in his notes. You don't just hand your notes to a person <laughs> next to you and go, hey, here, here's this the sum it. of my knowledge. Please absorb it in the 20 minutes that we have left to live <laughs> on this earth. It's not like handing off your uh, your PlayStation 2 memory card to a friend so you can be like, here, I beat that level <laughs> yeah, for you. Yeah, just plug it in. You're good. No, it's a, a journal. Yeah. You have to read it. But yeah, okay. But it's, it's just not... I will say the flip side... <laughs> Well, your your reaction to uh, Kyle Chandler is the same reaction I had to the main dude in Pacific Rim, which is a fucking thunderful robot monster slap em up movie. It's tons of fun. Every other character is exquisite. Like, you got Idris Elba in there, and he's just crushing it. Yeah. But the main guy is such a wet fart, and I don't even know why. Char- Sorry, Charlie Hunnam, if there are any Sons of Anarchy fans out there. I'm not trying to put there y'all's on blast. Charlie defenders out there. <laughs> it, it, I don't know if it's that he's his accent isn't sticking, because I think he's an Aussie doing an American accent. Oh, so, okay. Or at the beginning of the movie, it's just they killed the wrong guy off. His brother, because his brother is in the intro scene, his brother is extremely interesting and charismatic, and it's like, whoopsie. Mm-hmm. Back I, that uh, up, hit the uh, I really need button. to see that movie, because you're just talking about it. I'm like, yeah, okay. We, we should definitely watch Pacific Room. We should do an episode on Pacific Room. I would love to do that. Yeah. No um, joke. Um... I, I don't actually... Like, we now that we have the issue out of the way... I don't have any more issues with the movie, I don't think. Yeah, I mean that's that's the well, we we talked a little bit about uh and I 
Madison. Uh, that's Millie Bobby Brown, Eleven's yeah. character, Madison. Madison does present some w- weird narrative issues because this movie is a balls-to-the-wall monster action thriller spectacular yeah. where a lot of people get killed. And that, you know, that comes with the territory. It makes the movie exciting and scary. Yeah. You see, like, Ghidra just fucking roasts some guys. They disintegrate. It's nuts. And and you don't care about them at all, but, like, you ha- you really care about this Madison character. Right. And, like, I do, you know. She's, oh, sure. She's a very good actor, and they, they yeah. built up that, that relationship well. But it is it is jarring to see an entire squadron of fighter jets get wiped out of the sky. Yeah. But then they go, okay, stop everything. We need to save one person. Right. And just, like, a whole town, a whole Mexican uh, city just be wiped out. Sorry, dogs. Yeah, just like, well, well all right. But we got to save this girl, though. There is one girl. We're going to go out of our way to save her. But that I sort of wrote that off as like, well, this is what movies do. It it hits another way that it reminds me of Independence Day is that it hits these very obvious like this is a movie style tropes. Right. Things that only happen in movies happen in this movie, like uh, towards the end when Kyle Chandler and Vera Farmiga and O'Shea Jackson are in the Hummer and they're they're having a screaming match. You lost her. Why? You know, rah, rah, rah. Yeah. And uh O'Shea says, if I had parents like you, I'd run away from home, too. Uh-huh. Mom stops the Humvee. What did you say? Stops it. Slams. Like. Fighter jets are flying out of the sky. Other things Gidra going on. Is ex- exploding things all around them. She slams on the brakes, demands that O'Shea repeat his funny one-liner <laughs> so she can hear home again. And then the parents look at each other and go, that home, that's where she is. Oh, we she's gotta at go. home. We just know. But also... Someone says to you, if I had parents like you two, what did he say? I'd run away from home. I'd run away from home. Implying that's what Madison did. So if you heard that, if you're like, you two are so terrible that I understand why your child ran away. You'd be like, fuck, that hurts. You wouldn't be like, home! You know, actually, I was I was positive. You know, the I kind of heard what you said, but I fixated on the one word. Like, right. I'm not actually going to understand what you said to me. Right, and I I guess I guess what I'm saying is that in that situation where I'm frantically trying to find my daughter, and I hear a guy say "home," and I go, "Oh shit, that's mm. where she is." I'm not going to stop the vehicle, yeah. yell at him for a while, talk to my husband about it, and then go. I'm just going to start driving home. I actually think my critique is is less good now because when you, yours is certainly better because uh, it, it Thank is. Thank you. Stu- I mean, of course, I thought like, why are they stopping the vehicle? But like. Right. They might just fixate on like the word home the word because ho- they're right. not hearing anything that he's actually saying. Like, how could they process it in right. that situation? They're driving through an exploding hellscape. Yeah. yeah. So and I'm going to go back on that one. It's it's weird because most of the time when I'm watching a movie, I get caught up in the story and I don't I don't sit there and and uh, dissect character decisions. Mm-hmm. So it's. I don't know. Whenever I find myself doing that, I'm like, oh, I don't normally do this during a movie. Yeah. I feel like I'm dogging on this movie to death, but I can't well, impress enough yeah. that whenever a monster is on screen, I have died and gone to heaven. Yeah, we did the negative stuff first, but literally everything with the monsters is amazing. It's, it it hits the perfect balance of 
awe-inspiring wonder and they're scary and they're exciting. And especially on the first viewing, I was fucking worried about Rodan, Mothra, and Godzilla all the time. I was always like, are they okay? Yeah. I like I was worried about Mothra for sure, because she was God, in the most danger the whole time. So much ah uh, and that and that's the thing, like they did they did such a better job building up and paying off the monster characters uh-huh. and their fucking characters. I wanted more monster. It's like they they just they did that so well and they they did the human stuff so perfunctory it's just mm-hmm. it's just there i don't find it offensive and actually what the story that it all services the story that it comes together to tell is such a obvious and heartfelt love letter to 60s monster movies there are aspects of the story that go beyond i mean photographers and scientists those are usually the heroes in all of them so it's 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 good to see photographers and scientists instead of mercenaries and yeah. army boys. It makes and they're sense. still around. There's a ton of army the, boys. They're there, there yeah. but the the heroes are still people of science and I I don't know if it's weird that I noticed this. I like how diverse the cast is. Mm-hmm. You've got a good mix of everybody and it's cool to see all these different people come together. There's a there's a theme that Ashiro Honda, the director of the original Godzilla, always tried to weave into his stuff. And I think about it a lot when I watch these movies. It is the brotherhood of man. This idea that in a time of true crisis, we can look past our differences and make the world better. And it's like a really hopeful theme that I love to see pop up, even in really minor ways like yeah. that. No, it was, it actually was really good in that in that way. Um, I liked that... Um, I liked that Ghidra was... Um, an alien, essentially. I don't know if that's canon or what. Absolutely. Or if they made it up. Okay. No, they. Yeah. And that was one thing that I've always kind of worried that they would drop because these these movies, as crazy as this one is, they go for they go for quote unquote realism ver- versimilitude versus you know fanciful wackiness. So they were there was some question like are they gonna are they gonna let him still be an alien and i'm really glad they left that in like it's yeah. it's a it's a minor detail in the grand scheme of things like it doesn't change the quality of the movie at all but it's one of a zillion things that says the people who made this are huge fucking fans of this genre yeah. it's just it's swiss cheesed with nods and references to all the old shit and it's uh mm-hmm. The, it's fan service, right? It's right. it's it, well, it's not. I again, if you're listening for the first time, I don't know anything about Godzilla movies, but and Matt, I've watched them all too many times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I liked all that, and I liked that, like you know, all of the other monsters are basically. Um, I know there are going to be critiques of them being called titans. Yeah, right? which I mean, that's another one of these micro details that's like whatever. But I think. That's wonderful, yeah. Because it is, it makes it more obvious that these are elemental creatures, um, godlike, godlike creatures, and they actually did a like again. I love all the monster stuff; like they handled it super well. Um, but yeah, they they are godlike creatures. They all have, uh, they all ha- essentially have an element, like Godzilla being sort of a water creature. Like yeah. amphibious sort of deal. Sea monster. Uh, Rodan being a fire explicitly in this movie. Right. Um, Mothra, I guess, what? Light? Heart? 
Heart heart. Dude, Mothra. I was going to say like, oh, air, you know, air or something like that. But she's fucking heart. Yeah. They, she's magic in this. Like, it's yeah. one of those things that I'm like, are they going to, are they going to fully lean into this? Are they going to keep Ghidra an alien? Are they going to keep Mothra yeah. of magic? And they did. Now, she's kind of an Aphrodite. Aphrodite, sort of, or maybe I'm mixing them all up. Well, Aphrodite is the, the love goddess. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Yeah. Vaguely. I have thought about this movie for all of 20 minutes. That's so, true. Yeah. We're, but, we're pretty hot off the right, heels here. Right. But, um, oh, what was the other monster in there? Ghidra. Oh, well, in Ghidra, yeah. I don't know. Lightning? I, well, yeah. <laughs> Lightning, electricity. Just sort of a sky creature. Yeah, but um, and and he brings storms. He's a, yeah, he's a storm god. I I gotta say they they did change Ghidra a little bit because the they? storm stuff is new. Huh. We've never explicitly seen regeneration like that before. Well, the storm thing is a climate change thing. Yeah, without a doubt. Oh yeah, and and it's I was struggling the whole time with like, is this gonna be weird propaganda y anti like pro or anti sort right. of climate change and i think it, it definitely landed on anti ghidra basically being climate change and right having to oh sure yeah. and the the end credits yeah make sure when you see this or i mean hopefully you've already seen it but pay attention to the end credits because the end credits are like a nice epilogue it's all mm -hmm. these new newspaper clippings and they all talk about how the Titans are roaming free and doing their thing and bringing different regions back to life. The rainforests are growing in the Sahara. And it, the world building and the setup for the next movie is kind of bonkers if you really consider everything that happens in this uh -huh. movie. The, the world has changed. Like, whole cities are wiped off the map. Yep. New wildernesses are sprouting up everywhere. We know about fucking Atlantis now. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, that was, yeah. I was like, is this an Aquaman crossover? <laughs> I mean, it's Warner Brothers. Yeah. They yeah, could if what they I wanted thought. to. Yeah. And then that would be cool because it Godzilla was... has been in Marvel Comics back in the 70s. Right. So he would have played for both teams if uh, they work oh. in the DC boys. Weird. Oh, yeah. yeah, like, I mean, first of all, I know that it's not an Aquaman crossover, <laughs> and this is going on the internet, so... I guess yeah. that we should... We sh <laughs> that was a joke. Yeah, so... <laughs> well, it just... There, there are so many storytelling beats that are pulled straight from the, the, the later 60s movies, the, the, high, the pulp adventure, high fantasy kind of stuff. Atlantis is real. Mm -hmm. They go to a, an arc, a top-secret arctic outpost where a monster is literally on ice like that some yeah. of this shit is straight out of godzilla final wars from yeah. 2004 it's awesome. it's amazing uh in final wars godzilla is the one on ice but it's the exact same idea let's go there and break them out right and infant island is name dropped which is the the fictional location from the original mothra uh -huh. like there's just it's just constant easter eggs and nuggets and throwbacks like, yeah and the generations of twins and yeah like oh we're all twins that <laughs> was i really liked that because so Mothra's fairies, the, the Shobajin, are not in this movie. I had a feeling they wouldn't be in it, but I did kind of still hold out hope because uh, Mike Doherty, the director of this, mm -hmm. he did uh, Krampus and Trick or Treat, yeah. which are, I love both of those movies and they have yeah. a nice mix of of horror and humor and, and fantasy. Yeah. So I was like, Mike might try and squeeze the little, the little ladies <laughs> in. He might go for it and he didn't, but... 
the trade-off I thought was nice with the generations of twins. I, I think kind that of, counts, to be honest. I yeah. mean, you, he probably just thought, like, well, we can't do fairies right. just because it wouldn't play as well, maybe. I don't I know. Do, I, yeah, I, it, it is, I think if there was a solo Mothra movie or a Godzilla vs. Mothra movie, maybe you could get away with it. Yeah. But I still so think much... they'd make them, like, grown women, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the other nice little kind of wink and nod at that is the, the Orca machine itself when it folds out it looks like the box that they carry the the little oh. berries around in like the way it folds out it's got like the microchips or whatever on the side look like the pattern on the box or maybe i'm just oh. reading way the fuck too much into a prop no, i'm sure that they <laughs> thought about that and i'm sure that's why it's there it just yeah between those two things i'm like they they, they did it close enough yeah i was happy with that i was happy with uh Initially, I wasn't happy with Rodan being a punk bitch with no loyalty, but it oh, makes him a fun character. Yeah. He's a real bastard. Well, they needed, I think they needed another, um, just another bad guy to like fuck with Mothra while, um, yeah. I mean, I was mad at him. Like, he was a little just shit a heel. real fucker. Yeah. Yeah. He has, yeah, he has but, a, he has yeah, a supposed face to be mad heel turn. Like, yeah. infected me. I'm like, fuck you. Fuck you, Rodan. Rodan. You're supposed to work together. You're supposed to be friends. I did I did miss that because like we watched Ghidra because I was like, <laughs> Ralph, this will just be the big oh, budget remake of Ghidra. Yeah. And it fucking wasn't even not, close. Not a remake. I would have loved to have seen Mothra, Godzilla, and Rodan do some crazy tag team move against Ghidra, but right. I love I love that they took the opposite approach. It was instead of having one big fatal four-way, it mm-hmm. was Lots of little matchups. We got to see Rodan and Ghidra go at it. We yeah. got to see... And that was... Instead of having just one humongous fight at the end, you have a couple little fights strewn throughout, and I think that pacing keeps the movie alive. Yeah, it kept it going. And then, you know, every time Godzilla comes back, I cry. And then <laughs> they fight, and it's awesome. Um, But, yeah, I liked... And it was too heavy on the human story, I felt... Just because, like, you could have touched nothing in the movie, cut certain things that the humans did out, and it would have been, like, a little tighter. Sure. But um, it was, yeah, really good overall. And I liked, I did like that, like, the humans have to work with, I mean, you have to work with nature. Yeah. You ha- And allow nature to exist as, as it is to a degree. And, you know, like, that whole, the, the whole climate change thing is very obvious yeah and and actually pretty well handled in the end it's i i I was nervous because the villains are quote-unquote eco-terrorists so it's like oh boy how's this gonna go and they're eco-terrorists but also like this spoiler thing or um, not spoiler end credits thing uh they sort of uh, yeah i guess they're eco-terrorists yeah i mean that's that's how they address them yeah but i see them as a stand-in for like uh, oil companies and stuff. Oh, sure. Where we're like, we're they at the end. They're the ones who are going to resurrect Ghidra, right? And um, the the whole time there there's the doctor. Is she a doctor? Uh, Vera Farmiga. She's a professional. She is. No, she's a doctor, <laughs> yeah, and her okay. name is Vera Farmiga. Just kidding. That is the name of the actor. Well, it is uh, Dr. Emma Russell. Dr. Emma Russell. So PhD. Yeah. She goes to them and, and she's kind of working for them. Like she's like the one like 
shitty doctor that'll always work with like you know companies <laughs> the that ruin in the world oh sure yeah um but yeah they sort of flipped it where it's like monarch would actually be more of like the corporate gross people, but they actually made them the heroes. So it's not a perfect one-to-one no. like, to real life or anything. But I think I think the, the big example is Ghidra's storm abilities. This, this uh-huh. very, it makes yeah. him scarier. It, it makes him uh, more intimidating and powerful, but also, yeah, it, that's what directly ties him to that exactly. theme of, yeah. of climate change. It's, kind of like all of these movies where they get they sort of make them by committee like a lot of times i think it just gets muddled like uh you know what is what is the meaning of this like right. it, it, all, it all gets muddled when you make a 200 million dollar movie yeah. you have a lot of people with a lot of ideas mm-hmm. and it becomes a a weird stew yeah. and also his storm abilities made it so that you had a couple people like trying to Fix a piece of electronic equipment and solder <laughs> in in uh, a pouring rainstorm, and it worked. It and they're <laughs> like there, yeah. There's some it's, little moments. Yeah. It's like a Godzilla that. movie, but like still, that, you like just look for a covering, a, something. Yeah, a, uh, what that's do you call a two it? second, some kind of awning or something. Roof. Yeah. Yeah, a roof zone. Yeah. I. Again, I, yeah, that's, I usually don't notice stuff like that, but there's like, <laughs> but then I start noticing it. Like, uh, the, the one for me yeah. was towards the end. The, it was like the, the one time I turned to you during the movie and said anything yeah. or one of the few was like, <laughs> have you ever soldered in the rain? I really, I don't like or agree with the phrase or the idea of like, well, enjoy it. Just turn your brain off. It's like, no, we shouldn't have to turn our fucking brains off. Yeah. Like, like I don't. It doesn't, I don't care that it's not Shakespeare. It should still hold water. I feel the same way about kids movies. Mm-hmm. Like people say, well, it's a kid's movie. Who cares if it's bad or good? And it's like, well, you should. Yeah. Like, what are you well, showing your kid? Yeah, you really should. You should. Oh, well, I'm going to teach my kid stupid stuff. Like, right. it doesn't make any sense. It's like, oh, well, it's a kid's movie. They're stupid. They don't know. Yeah. It's like, well, and, and wanting things to make sense and fit together in a basic way. I don't think. I don't think that's asking for too much, even out of your, even out of your entertainment where it's clear, like, oh, this is not a brainy thing. This is, this is just fun escapism. It it doesn't have to be simple fixes too, right? where you're like, all you got to do is just like show them running under something. Right. They already stopped the Humvee earlier. Like, (laughs) like they've already done things that set them back when a monster is chasing them. Like they can go and like find shelter somewhere in the broken apart Fenway. Yeah. You know, but it's minor thing, really. It's all it's all it it is these little things. The one that stuck out to me, I don't know if you picked up on this, but the Mm. kind of the key to tracking the orca and uh, and figuring out what what was the combination of of sounds that they used when creating the orca. That was like a kind of a piece of the puzzle they had to solve. And they reveal that it's a mix of Godzilla and humans. Yeah. Humans don't have sonar. What the fuck oh, did they mix together? I don't know what they mixed together. Like just somebody like to... talking and coughing and shit. Like, because I understand the. <laughs> like I understood that the the monsters, the titans, all have this sonar. It's it's how they communicate with each other, and that was cool because that was bringing back an idea from Godzilla 2014. That that whole natural sonar thing is a big part of that movie too. 
But humans don't have yeah. they were, a sonar. They were trying to say, I think, that all of us together on Earth emit something. Okay. Oh, I like that. That's that's a little that's more uh, metaphysical. Yeah, I think that's they, cool. Yeah, like we all together. And again, it goes into the, like togetherness. Brotherhood uh, of man, that whole thing. Brotherhood of man. Yeah, yeah. We're like, well, that's fucking cool. Now I like it. <laughs> well, if that's what it was, that was my impression, though. Yeah. But still, I don't know, like, how do you record that, lady? <laughs> like, you know. Yeah, if you recorded that, that's actually the most impressive thing that like, happened. The whole please movie. tell me you you are in published scientific journals with your world population recording. Uh, it's one of those things with the 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 human sonar thing. Like that's bonkers and nothing. But the point they wanted to get around to is like, oh, humans are a monster, yes. and and that's a that's a fun obvious theme. And so like it's. It's kind of the human story in a nutshell. The, the human story will do something that I'm like, yeah, I'm into that. That's really good. And then it'll have the goddamn fortune cookie joke, which oh, made me shit my. out my skeleton in, in Jesus. terror. The fortune cookie joke. It's rough. It's really rough. And it's, you, you could make, if this came out in 1986, that joke would have, sure. This is what I'm talking about with like how the golden child wouldn't have aged well. <laughs> And they put it in a, a gold put in they put in basically a golden child level joke. Yeah, it was not, not great. Wait, I don't know. I love a bad joke. I love a corny joke. I love a dad joke. I love bad one liners. There were a bunch it's, of bad one liners yeah. in this I enjoyed, but that one I was like, oh boy. It's also like uh, it's it's a matter of like, well, time has passed and we've learned certain things along the way. We like to think that we've learned them. Yeah. So like now you really can't put that joke in and expect me like not to grimace. Yeah. It was just a groaner, yeah. but, um, but then later in the movie you have, you have him get on a submarine and say goodbye to everyone. And they're broken up about it. And he, he finally meets Godzilla face to fucking face. And he pulls out his grandfather stopwatch that stopped at the second that the Hiroshima bomb went off. Yeah. And it's like, Wow, wow, I'm so like Yeah. Those if if you if you pulled out those moments and just erased out the the groaner moments, it's like a perfect movie. It's this yeah. it's this big ballsy ambitious fantasy and I can't believe it's a real movie. Like yeah. go see this fucking movie. Yeah, it's great. We're dunking on the human moments, but like you have to. The they're dumb, you'll see. <laughs> like but the the everything else when it just when it drops the bullshit and is a a, a wonderful fantasy that goofy phrase that I yeah. coined last when, time, it works. It's he, a banger. When, when he bites off Ghidra's head, fuck yeah, uh, and Ghidra like starts growing a new head and like pulls off the um, what do you would call that? I mean, it's I couldn't think of the phrase. It's like a placenta yeah. is what I keep thinking of, but it's something <laughs> it's not else. A placenta, but yeah, he just pulls off the uh, yeah and just like the, allows the, the next the, head to grow, and out. just muscle shoots out of a neck stump and wraps around it. Yeah. And oh my god, that looked the, great. The whole the whole fighter jet assault on Rodan is and he just, so fucking gangster. He just do a barrel roll. He just does a it barrel roll and ices. Man. Everybody. Yes. It's and uh, Mike Doherty revealed that he's a little biased towards Rodan, and a big part of this movie was making sure that Rodan was done right. And I think he, I think he fucking creamed it. Well, yeah, I, I do think in, uh, um, in Ghidra the Three Headed Monster, it, like Rodan was a little 
uh, he was sort of like the least cool in that one. And I liked that he was like really amped up and like awesome. They, in this. They took him to a crazy, they took just like the Ghidra. They took Rodan to like a crazy new place that I'm like, fuck it. Yeah, man, let's go for it. Yeah. Yeah. That was really cool. It, the, the action set pieces are great and Godzilla's arc is great. It's, it, you see, he comes out swinging. It's very Gamera. I'm excited to watch a Gamera movie with oh. you because every fucking Gamera movie, Gamera comes out. I'm going to take you on villain monster. He gets his <laughs> ass whipped. Yeah. Has to go chill out at the bottom of the ocean, rest up, comes back swinging. Mm-hmm. And it's this great, every single Gamera movie has that very effective arc and it makes you care so much about Gamera and it's great to see Godzilla do it because it fucking works every time his big mug was on screen I'm like there he is there's that good boy yeah I I saw one Gamera movie and I liked it I just we watched it together and I can't remember what it is we'll figure it out oh yeah we'll dig into that we I we could record a whole episode just rattling off the references and easter eggs and stuff the oxygen destroyer is back (sighs) Ralph's, Ralph's so favorite creation in the franchise. <laughs> uh, uh, the uh, Infant Island gets name dropped. Mm-hmm. The Arctic uh, Research Station, in addition to being pulled straight from Godzilla Final Wars, it's uh, Station 32, Outpost 32, which is a reference to The Thing. Because oh. that's one of the director's favorite monster movies is The it, Thing. It better be. Hell yeah. Because <laughs> that takes place in Outpost 31. So oh. he thought, oh, well, this is Outpost 32. This one's yeah. pretty bad, too. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's just wall to wall, just bam, 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 bam. Uh, Monster Zero is the title of a Godzilla movie featuring Ghidorah. Okay. That's the second one. Because I was wondering about that the whole time. I'm like, why Monster Zero? Because it's because it's fucking rad. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is cool. I just wanted to know the logic behind it. Right. And there's, there's sort of a, an internal logic that isn't just, hey, remember this for the fans. Uh-huh. They do talk about how it's, he's like this unknown quantity and it's a, you know, it's a code name, I guess. And then I do like that they figure out his name later. They, they handle, I, I was really happy with how they handled that. Yeah. The, the monster verse in general has been good about that. Like verisimilitude actually works there because in the old movies, Somebody will just run in the room and start saying like, ah, Rodan's attacking. And everybody knows <laughs> that the thing that came out of a mountain, I guess is named Rodan. Nobody knows why his name is that, but oh, it right. is like, in, you know what I mean? In the, yeah. in the movie. And, and, and that's because it's a Japanese fantasy movie. Who cares why his name is Rodan? His name's fucking Rodan. Let's right. keep moving. And that's a very uh, Western movie thing to be like, here's why his name is Rodan. Yeah. I but mean, it works. It doesn't. It doesn't stop the movie and it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like they're afraid of the subject matter. No, it, it, they, it has in that respect, it has its cake and eats it, too. They they give you a sort of an answer and they leave it vague enough. They they split the difference. It's not just the monster shows up and everyone magically knows his name mm-hmm. and it's not stopping the movie dead and being like Rodan's an acronym for radioactive unknown oh. like they they kind of they they found the sweet spot right in the middle where it's yeah. like here's why we know his name because it's our job you know it, monarch is a genius invention because the other the the original movies don't have like well no that fuck that that's not true the other movies have g-force and and all these other or never mind there's totally a monarch in the other ones i just forgot about that but it's it's such a good tool to have in these movies it's this nice connective tissue to make sense of a world of monsters yeah they did a good job with all that um wow yeah i could just keep saying they did a good job with that (laughs) 
about monster stuff. And that would be the greatest podcast of all time. <laughs> they did a good job. They did a they really, did a good, really job. good job. Do you want to know some uh, fun facts about those monsters they did a good job with? Yeah. So Ghidra was not played by a motion capture actor. He was played by more than three. Oh. Because they had one they for have, each head. And they have different personalities, sort of. Because you they see do. them fight at some point, too. Yes. They fight amongst themselves, and the the middle head is sort of the main one, kind of like a leader head. Yeah. That was... They did... They did... They made changes to Ghidra. Like, straight up, it's not a one-to-one translation of what we've seen before. But it all fits and feels like a natural upgrade to the character i never was like Ghidorah would never do that it all felt super in character and in line with that character's history and it's extremely exciting it's so cool to see these all these new ideas like we talked about the storm stuff we talked about how each head has a personality he's got rattlesnake tails now oh. he he walks on his he walks on his wings and stuff and it just it all looks fucking awesome and it feels Right. Oh, yeah, they did a really good job making everything look amazing. Like they're finally starting to figure out like how to make CGI look great, and it's like tricks, I guess, like minor tricks of just keeping always something in the foreground and, and things like yep. that. Like the, the it's always storming, you know, around. Like that's that serves a dual purpose of like giving him more real world meaning but and also like just giving them cover for like you it know, helps hide their yeah. their wonkiness yeah it's, and like dust is always kicking up when in godzilla walks through somewhere and just like having that option really helps when you're doing cgi it it serves yeah like exactly what you said it serves several different purposes at once yeah it, it ups the visual drama it add it creates a sense of scale and then it just hides the fact that cgi doesn't always look great right it's yeah. it's I, genius but yeah it's it's amazing i godzilla's design is like i love how he looks he's like very like sturdy and, oh and, he's a chonk and when he like i yeah, love when he's like oh uh, what's his name um from billy madison he did amazing in this the like jerk sort of hollow earth guy oh oh bradley uh bradley whitford he's wonderful in everything he's one of my favorite yeah character actors of all time he's yeah. great in cabin in the woods uh-huh and i'm and he, uh and, he can and get so, out yeah oh god he's yeah. so good and get out yeah he they give him some really <laughs> i love the guy and i'm so glad he's in the movie and he does so well with what he's given which is either a the, his lines fall into three categories a clunky one-liner yeah a like a not good one-liner uh-huh. uh expository not even expository just like Someone will say, hey, give me a map of X. And he'll say, coming right up. Yep. He had a couple of those. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then the good stuff was when he would be a hollow earth crackpot. Uh-huh. That's kind of when it came together. But I will say also those very bad one-liners, he's, he, I, I think just because I like him, he totally sold a couple of them. No, he killed it because he's actually good. He can work with that kind of material. Yeah. And uh, one little thing that I liked was his mug that had a little note written yep. on it says, not yours. There. You know, like usually it's someone's name. Yeah, he's it. You've worked with if you've worked in an office or or even if you haven't, right. you've worked with a guy like Doctor <laughs> Rick Stanton. It's he's definitely one of the standout characters alongside like Doctor Sarazawa or uh-huh. uh, Madison. Yeah, where so, he 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 takes a little and makes it work. Oh yeah, he made made it work really well. I don't know 
I don't remember how we got to him, but he's just a who cares. He's a delight, Freak. and and yeah. <laughs> more people should be paying attention. More people, character should be actors, man. Him, yes, yeah. but put this guy in stuff because he's gold. Everything, he's great. He is fantastic. <laughs> he, I put him in the same category as Richard Jenkins, who is his co-star in Cabin in the Woods, and he's the dad in Step Brothers. Um, remind me still though who that Bald. is. I'll look him up. He's. It doesn't matter. He's great. Oh, it, yeah, okay, it doesn't matter. I'm going to ignore that. <laughs> yeah, we can just move on. Yeah, whatever you just said, I don't care. It's just pure trash. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, uh, people listening at home, go ahead and delete this from your mind. I think the most podcast apps have that where you can push the button and it sends a signal into you your ear holes. You can just skip ahead and... 15 seconds or so. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Just, uh... Or you, you go back 15, then forward 30. Master time travel and just... Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, no, fuck that. Richard Jenkins rules. Yeah, he's awesome. I don't know who he is. So, <laughs> and he, Oh, that's what I was going to say. He's like he's he looks very sturdy and he's ah, uh, yes. when he when that guy um again, his name Oh, uh Bradley Whitford. Bradley Whitford. When Bradley Whitford says, "Oh, like he looks like he's been working out or something like that." Yeah. Which again is a terrible line. Real stinker. But he delivers it very well. But um, when he says that, I'm looking at Godzilla, and it's like he's got like a little like beer gut type deal. Like yes. he looks sturdy. He looks like uh, in the strongest man competitions. Yes, where like the dude, the guy are, pulling a semi truck yeah. with his teeth, and yeah, and they don't look good. They're not bodybuilders. No, they, they are. They're not building pretty muscle. Yeah, they're, they're comp- building work muscle. Yeah, they're purely like. Um, what is the word? Fucking um, torque. Yeah. <laughs> utilitarian. They have utilitarian yes. strength. Yes. It's and, an efficient body. Right. Uh, like it's, it's not like bodybuilding or anything like, you know, like movies tend to do that where they're like, Oh, this guy's super strong, which means that it like, that looks good. <laughs> yeah. Like he's got big round shoulders or something yep. like, no, Godzilla is just fucking it's like in Shin Godzilla when we watch that, where it's just like, he just walks. And you get the vibe from Godzilla in this movie, too, where it's just like, no, he's straight ahead at all times. Yes. He knows what he's doing. He All of his, his entire body was formed for what this purpose, to just knock shit down. Hell yeah. And, and like, I really liked that when he was like, oh, yeah, well, you've been working out. And it's like, <laughs> but he still looks like a big dude who's just like, He's he's thick. He's, he just meaty. rolled out of the bar, and he's a little sauced up. Uh-huh. And he's strong as shit, and he knows yeah. he can take everybody yeah. on the block. Yeah. It's it's a it's a really perfect uh, extension and kind of amping up of his design in Godzilla 2014, which yeah. also in that movie specifically retired boxer. Oh, his yeah. his build retired 1940s boxer oh, that's his build his attitude his his body language all just screams that through all of uh 2014 yeah and it it's back in this one but they uh they amped up his spines and they they uh made his head and his claws and his feet a little bigger so he's mm. just more he just more might yeah. like they and it's just it's so it's just what you describing him just now yeah. got me viscerally excited i was just imagining how big and cool and just fuck you to everything he is and he just tromps forward and it's so primal 
moderately satisfying to watch. Yeah. I don't know if there are uh, multi-syllable words that can describe the caveman feelings it stirs in me when I see him just walk through a city block because he's got to punch a motherfucker in the face. Yeah. It's, it's, it's action movie gold. Yeah. He's, it's uh, him versus Ghidra, which is just this big, really sort of inefficient monster. Like where like, it's sort of like bureaucracy, like in a monster where like oh, all these heads have to communicate. Yeah. Uh, and that's get, really good, yeah. Ralph. Oh, well, thank you. That's that's I'm going to think about. I'm going to chew on that for a I while. I have a thought from time to time. Mm. But yeah, uh, it, it, they have to communicate with each other and decide what to do and how to do it. And they generally operate all together. But then you see them biting at each other. Yeah. Whereas Godzilla is just like, no, he's one guy. He goes straight ahead. <laughs> he does not turn. Yeah. He does not pivot. He's yeah. He moves yeah. with purpose. And if you want to follow him, then he's cool with it. But if you don't want to follow him, he will fuck you up. <laughs> he will move through you. Yeah. He doesn't like Rodan or someone. I you know like when he would just fuck him up. Like yeah. get out of my way. I need to just smack him aside. Fix this problem. Yep. Yeah. And then he goes to sleep. <laughs> he's got to sleep it off yeah it's which again the the retired 1940s boxer thing yeah. like i always just i i love that feeling and i yeah see that whenever i look at him oh i, I just love efficient like creatures it's why just... i like jason right jason Voorhees yeah. is because you have freddie who is very clever and he makes schemes and traps and there's yeah. a always this uh, black comic dramatic irony to Freddy. Uh-huh. And then Jason will explode through a wall and rip your head off <laughs> with his hands and then throw it out the window and keep keep yeah. moving in a straight line. Although, like, Freddy's, uh, you know, great in his own way, but, like, he is a sneaky character. Yes. Like, he is, in his human life, he was, like, stealing children and stuff like that. So right. oh, it makes sense that he'd, like, come to you in your dreams or... Or, uh, you know, just find a way around actually confronting you and hurting you. But yeah, Jason just being like, like just pure anger. Yes. And, but also like art. There, there's a sadness like he, to Jason yeah. and he's clever. He is clever in he's his clever. own way. He, he's an, he's an artist when like he puts these bodies up in, you know, um, w- really interesting positions. Yes. He's, he's an improviser too. Yeah. You know, he always works with whatever he's got. Yeah. He's, he, I think he's the artist's uh, slasher. Yeah. I'm going to go with that. Yeah. Michael Myers has that streak, too, where he's a he, uh, he likes to set up installations to uh, upset his victims. See, yeah, that's true. I do see Michael Myers as more of like, s- sort of like Godzilla, where it's like, you're, you, you work. You have a right. job. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> efficiency yeah jason i see is sort of is is like making mind. a statement where i'm just gonna abandon this thought we can talk about jason some other time you sure can we are gonna i <laughs> i love those movies we could i if you ever wanted to do a friday the 13th series podcast uh yeah and if anyone listening is interested hit us with that yeah if you would like to hear that sooner rather than later uh, I'll just go and throw out Nightmare on Elm Street. I would do a podcast series about uh-huh. that as well. The whole series, like yeah. I'm talking, like if we do Jason, we're doing all of those movies. Oh yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't not talk about Jason X, Ralph. 
I must I must speak to the people about Jason X. I love Jason X. It's pure magic. <laughs> I love Jason X. It's such a joy to behold. And it's one of those things when it came out when the trailer came out and I was a snotty teenager. I'm like, that looks stupid. Look how stupid yeah. that is. Let's make fun of it. And, and then when, years later I saw it. I'm like, oh yeah. When Jason X, um, when Jason X came out, I wasn't even into horror movies probably. Same. Horror movies. Yeah. I wasn't into horror movies. It. So you too. <laughs> horror movies. Yes. Horror movies. Sorry. I was so we need. To- okay. Hold on. Or we need to stop and do um, the thank yous, and then we need to come right back to this for bonus content. What do yes. you think? Oh yeah, shit. We we really did go off the rails there, didn't we? we? Did I have a couple prompts a, too. Yeah, for, for bonus co- content. Okay, so uh, excuse the sloppiness, everyone. We, so okay, it's natural, Ralph. It's it's <laughs> podcast verite. Yeah, I actually do. I like listening. I love to stream of consciousness. They get, little, they get a little off subject. Yeah, but. Just swinging it back to Godzilla real quick. Yes. What did you think of the movie? I loved it. I, I, it's one of those things where I can see the, the cracks in the foundation. Yeah. And I just don't care. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. Like there, there are things that the, a lot of one-liners just don't land. Mm-hmm. And that's as a comedy fan, that's a big deal for me, but the monster stories are so lovingly constructed. The whole thing is such a labor of love. If you've seen more than one or two Godzilla movies, you will pick something out and be like, oh my God, that's a, that's a wink at this. Or they're, and it's, it's, they're going for one of those uh, cinematic universes. Maybe they're teasing a sequel. That's, I would love a sequel. It's well, Godzilla vs Kong is coming in 2020, but I'd love a real sequel to this. Like, yeah, I, like King of the Monsters 2. It, he got to be a king. That's always been a, <laughs> a, a like a marketing title. It's great. It's yeah. it, the fact that Godzilla is King of the Monsters is one of the things that made me go, oh shit, I better check this dude out. But it, we've never seen him actually rule over monsters and he fucking does that yeah. in this movie. He stands up at the end and shoots fire in the air. And they, and they, in several monsters, pledge allegiance to him and it's, it's so fucking cool. Bow to they him. They bow to him. They li- Rodan literally bows. And it's so... One of the things that draws me to this genre is that I just like non-human characters. Yeah. If, if you can tell a story with a robot or a monster or an alien, I'm just in the door. I don't know why I'm like that, but that's I, what it is. I'm not like that yeah. personally, but when it comes to these uh, these monsters, I'm very invested in them. Yeah in them they have personalities <laughs> yeah. and they have goals they're not obstacles i love that and that's that's one of the things that keeps me coming back to godzilla and yeah. kaiju they're way more relatable than the people because in a way they're they they just have simple aims and you can you can project onto them yeah and they don't have any of the problems that we do where uh you know like constantly they're talking about like humans are talking about like how do we handle this or that and the monster's just like know how to keep everything in balance yep. like naturally yeah sorry don't be sorry it's totally true i interrupted you though i don't i don't care okay i don't, I don't give a fart all right monster characters i don't care either then they have they have personalities they have goals they accomplish them it's so exciting to see that in like to me that is what this movie gets right 
Yeah. Yeah, and that's does. and that's an incredibly exciting thing to see. Just and as it happens as, to be the most important part. Yeah, like I don't know if uh, on the second or third viewing, if like I'll be more or less bothered by um, the main character. Right. Um, maybe I was just picking on him this time or what, but um, I, I don't know. Time will tell. I yeah. I love the the really important part of the movie, the monsters, all that stuff. I just loved it, and I and I do want a sequel. Um. Maybe that guy can like die in between them. What that, do you think? That would be fun. I, I do. They've already <laughs> shot Godzilla vs Kong, and I think he is what whatever. In the cast. I, I really don't care. I was still gonna see it. Yeah. If not even just for this podcast, just because I'm like, where you started this, and now I'm starting to really get into like these movies. Yeah. And we do have an episode on Shin coming up. Yes. Pro- probably maybe next. I don't know. But um, that, but yeah, that's that's I, next I in the bucket. Yeah, well, we watched that one, um, and uh, that it was one where like, okay, I'm really getting into these movies now. Yeah. So I, I mean, I, have, I have a lot to say about that. We're gonna have a guest. Uh, he's gonna have a whole shitload to say about that. I think. Yes, he's as an Evangelion <laughs> fan, he yeah. has a lot to say. Yeah. He can go off. So yeah. it's good. That's gonna be really fun. Yeah, I'm I'm super psyched about that. We've it's exciting. I'm just planning the next uh, episodes. There's just always something in the bucket. I think Pacific Rim should maybe be our next one after Shin. Yep. Uh, I just love talking about this stuff. And uh, I'm again, want to thank uh, Riccio and Shelly for uh, supporting us on Patreon and uh, thank everybody at home for listening. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, also the, uh, Facebook, check out the Facebook. Uh, the Twitter is at Monsters Conquer. Go ahead, do the rest. Oh yeah, I was just um, I was just gonna dip into that and say that uh, you can join us on Discord and talk with us there. There's a link on yeah. MonstersConquerTheWorld.com, and yeah, I'm pr- we're pretty active on Discord now. It's get it's getting to, uh, um, but yeah, Facebook, Twitter, we're on Instagram, and thank you all. You're the best. Listening. so patreon stuff starts now yes let's do some motherfucking prompts you've got some i've got i do i do um i don't remember what i was saying about jason but i was not done oh we were talking well we uh i think we (laughs) got stuck on horror movies yeah we did there was this really fun cadence to horror movies (laughs) and uh the I, I know where I was leaving off was just that I would absolutely do a